Welcome to the Daily Word from the Fountain, heard weekdays at 4 p.m. on Life Radio WIFI. Stay tuned for today's encouraging and inspirational message. Hey, we're going to talk about a different kind of fight today. I love those. That's when the fight started uh, jokes. We're in a sermon series called Goliath Must Fall. So uh, we all have heard about that fight. A teenage boy taking down a giant with a sling and a stone. Probably one of the most famous stories in the Bible. But in this series, we're talking about some spiritual giants. What are you talking about, Pastor Russ, when you say spiritual giants? Well, it's those things that invade our lives that don't belong. They may be thoughts, maybe some bad habit, things that want to control us. You know, it feels like you're never going to win the fight. In fact, I, I had a pastor many years ago. Pastor wrote this little book, and it was in my library, and the title of the book was That Thing. In other words, it was that one thing that so many of us have that one thing that we just struggle with. In fact, I've heard a lot of Christians say, if I could just, Pastor Russ, if I could get victory over this one thing, man, I'd really be a good Christian. Here's the good news. Jesus has already won the victory over that thing and every other thing. Can I get an amen in the house? You know, this is so much more than a Bible story, David and Goliath. It's really a picture of the gospel, a picture of the victory that Jesus has gained for us over every giant you will ever face. By the way, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a preacher of the gospel. And the gospel has the power to heal you everywhere you hurt. And there are people sitting here today. I felt like the Lord spoke to me as I was sitting there in that front row. That, that I felt like the Lord was saying, I'm going to heal some people today. We don't come here just to sing a few songs and uh, put some money in a bucket and say amen to the preacher and go home the same way we came. I believe if we can go home the same way we came, we missed God. Because he's here today, and I believe he wants to heal us in some places. And the giants that we've been talking about are the giant of fear, the giant of rejection, the giant of comfort. And by the way, a big shout out to Pastor Reuben who preached while I was away last week. A great message, and I'd like you give him some love here with me. Thanks, bro. Giant of comfort that keeps us glued to our church pew and Never really come out of the comfort zone. Comfort zones are wonderful places, but nothing ever grows there. Rejection, fear. And today we're going to talk about another giant that paralyzes a lot of people, and it's the giant of anger. Probably the person that needs the message the most would say, I'm not angry. <laughs> but you know what? There's a lot of angry people in the world today. And a lot of them are sitting in church pews. And the giant of anger is evident in this story. I want to talk to you about that today because uncontrolled anger can do so much damage in our families, in our marriages, uh, in our workplace. And I believe that God wants to heal some people today that are suffering or fighting with the giant of anger. Let me take you to the story because you may be wondering, well, where's the anger in this story of David and Goliath? By the way, Jesus, Jesus has won the victory over every giant. David in this story, he really 
is a picture or a representation of Jesus. For Jesus, the Bible says, is a better Moses, a better Abraham. He's a better David. David is really a picture of Jesus. Now watch, because you, you've got to get away from Bi these aren't just Bible stories. They're stories, but, but God put everything in the Bible on purpose for a purpose. And it was to teach us about Jesus. And in the Old Testament, Jesus is concealed. But in the New Testament, he is revealed. And David is a picture of Jesus. And Goliath is a picture of sin and death and darkness. And David takes the giant down with a sling and a stone. But Jesus took the devil down with a cross and an empty grave. He is the mighty God. And listen, everybody, whatever giant you're facing, it is not bigger than our Christ. Praise God. So here we go. Here's the giant of anger. Let me give you the setting, the backdrop, if you will. David's father's name is Jesse. And he sends David to the battlefield to check on his brothers. Eliab is there, and Abinadab is there, and Shammah's there. The older brothers are there fighting. The Philistines were on one side of the mountain, and the Israelites on the other side of the mountain. Every day for 40 days and 40 nights, twice a day, the giant Goliath, nine foot tall, a beast of a man, a little taller than Billy, but probably looked like Billy Wilson, but a little taller. Every day he came out and he said, I defy the armies of Israel. Send out a man that can fight with me. If I win, you will serve us. If he wins, we will serve you. David goes then to the battlefield to check on his brothers. And Jesse, his daddy, said, take him this bread and grain and these cheeses. And come back and tell me how the brothers, my sons, are doing. So David gets there and in the previous chapter, uh, or a little later on in chapter 17, you read about David talking with his brothers. He's talking with his brothers, he's talking with the men, and they're telling him what King Saul is going to do for the man that kills the giant. He gives his daughter to wife and riches him. And while David is talking with his brothers, he hears the giant talking. And he hears out of his ears Goliath saying, I defy the armies of God. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would defy the armies of the living God? And as soon as he said that, the tone shifted with him and his brother. Ever been in a conversation and the tone shifted? And so David starts to talk about who is this Philistine? Now, I'm gonna take you to 2 Samuel 17, Verse number 28, and here's David's older brother's reaction. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. No, you don't. Nobody knows the heart of a man except God. He says, I know how conceited you and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Wait a minute here. Why is Eliab so angry? Not just angry, burning. Eliab's on fire. 
He's so angry at his little brother David and David doesn't deserve it and David never did anything to make him angry but Eliab's burning with anger towards his little brother David. You see, Eliab had already seen the favor of God on David's life. He heard about how David, when a, when a lion and a bear came and took one of the sheep out of the, out of the fold, that David killed the lion and he killed the bear. Eliab had already seen the favor of God on David's life. He knew that David's musician skills were already advanced. He was well aware that David had a special way with the sheep. And so when David started talking about who is this giant, Eliab is thinking right away, okay, my little brother's gonna get the spotlight one more time. Eliab's on fire. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I'm only speaking as a pastor here today. But you know what? People deal with anger in a lot of different ways. Now, I'm gonna hit the pause button and talk about different kinds of anger right here. But this Eliab, the oldest brother of David, and the oldest son of Jesse is burning with anger towards his brother. We'll get back to that in a moment. Two kinds of anger, expressed and repressed. Expressed anger comes out in a lot of ways. When people with expressed anger belittle other people, and that's exactly what he was doing here to his little brother. Who'd you leave those few sheep with? He begins to belittle his brother Name-calling is expressed anger. Cursing. Violence is expressed anger. And when it comes out, it damages everybody around you. See, uncontrolled anger is an express lane to destruction. Not only is there expressed anger, there's repressed anger. It's stuffed way down. You never talk about it, never address whatever got you angry in the first place. And that's the worst kind of anger. Our secrets only keep us sick. It's like trying to hold, repressed anger is like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. And ever try to hold a beach ball under the water? What happens? Just keeps popping back up. And you keep pushing it down and pushing it down. And it only comes popping back up again. And let me illustrate it to you this way. And ask you this question. At what temperature Fahrenheit does water boil at? This is not a trick question. <laughs> what temperature does water boil? 212 degrees. Now, if the water is at 210 degrees, it only takes a little more heat for the water to boil. I would like to suggest this to you. There are a lot of people walking around at 210 degrees all the time. They've got this repressed anger and, it, and, and just like the water, when it's at 210, it only takes a little heat to make it boil. And there's too many people, some sitting in the church, that are walking around at 210 degrees and a little bit of stress and a little bit of pressure and a little bit of heat, and we boil over. And then repressed anger becomes expressed anger. In Eliab's case, David's older brother, we're talking about expressed anger. It had been repressed for a while, but now they're on the battlefield and the stress was on. And all of a sudden, David had no idea his older brother felt this way. And all of a sudden, he says, what are you doing here? I know you're conceited and I know your heart's wicked. And David's like, but he, but he, but he, but he, what? 
The tone shifts. You didn't come down here to bring us supplies. You came down here to, to watch the battle. And with who did you leave those few, few little sheep? No, David didn't have a few sheep. He was a shepherd. He had a lot of sheep. Probably his daddy had hundreds of sheep. You know what Eliab was doing here? He was trying to reframe David's world. That's what angry people do. They belittle other people. In other words, he's saying, I'm the oldest son. I'm the, I'm the one that deserves uh, the nod. I'm the one that deserves the inheritance. You're just a little shepherd boy. I'm a fighting man. You're just a shepherd boy, and you only have a few sheep. That's what angry people do. They find ways to knock down, tear down, and push down other people around them. And then in his anger, Eliab attempts to assassinate David's character. I know you're conceited, and your heart is wicked. No, no, no. No, Eliab's heart was wicked. And here's how it went down. Before I tell you how it went down, do you know what I find? When people assassinate other people's character, they're usually tipping their hand at what's going on in their own heart. And Eliab's heart was the one that was wicked. And here's how it all went down. And here's what made Eliab angry. God sent the prophet Samuel to Jesse's house one day because God had rejected Saul as being king and was going to anoint another king. And Samuel knew the next king was coming out of Jesse's house. So Samuel goes there, and we'll pick the story up in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6. And here's what Samuel did. He said, Jesse, I want all your sons to come marching into the living room, and I'm going to anoint one of them to be the next king. And when they came, he looked on Eliab, because he was the oldest. And Samuel said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I've rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen to that. In other words, here Eliab is standing right there. He's the oldest. He's thinking, it's my turn. It's my chance. They're going to pour the oil on my head. And Samuel says, not him. And then Abinadab, the second oldest. And then Shammah, the third oldest. Not him. Not him. And I'm wondering if Eliab is right, stay, standing right there when he heard the words, not him. My chance is gone. My opportunity is lost. And they're not going to turn back the clock and start over. And he's starting to get angry. And uh, here's what it says. Next verse. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. And Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? And he said, well, there remains yet the youngest. But behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said, go get him. And Eliab's got to be thinking, oh no, not the kid. <laughs> Ever been up for a promotion and somebody else get it and you go, oh no. Not her. And so they go to get, he says, Samuel said, send and get him. We're not going to sit down till he comes in here. And he sent and brought him in. That was David. And he was ruddy and beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. 
Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and, and went to Ramah. Look, the Spirit of the Lord rushed in. That's how David killed Goliath. See, God's Holy Spirit can enable you to do what you could never do on your own. That's how great God is. Now, Eliab is standing there and he's thinking, oh, no. When David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Eliab has been angry for a long time now because he was rejected Jealous that David was chosen. He had killed a lion and a bear, and oh no, he's going to get the spotlight again. And as that selection process went down, Eliab's heart was on fire. David walks through the door, and the oil gets poured on his head, and Eliab's just burning with anger towards his brother. And right here we see the roots of anger. Here's one of them. They're not on the big screen. One of the roots of anger is rejection. Not getting picked, passed over, maybe for the promotion or, 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 or maybe something else. How many remember when you were, you may have to think back a long time now, how many of you remember back in gym class when they picked teams? Anybody here ever get last picked? <laughs> you know, and, and you know, they pick, here's a captain and here's a captain and pick your teams. Anybody go to school like that? You know, me too, you know, and, and uh, then they pick this kid and this kid and you're standing there and it's just you and one more. And they picked him and they go, okay, Russ, you're on that team. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? I still need counseling, I think, over that whole mess. I mean, I used to send love notes all the time, you know, and I love you, do you love me, yes or no? This was before texting. And it always came back with a circle on the no. <laughs> Till I met Luann. And she said yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but but you, you, I'm sure everybody in the room has felt rejection at, at some point or another. And Eliab was dealing with his issues of rejection. Anger a lot of times comes from our inability to process our issues. And rejection then gives birth to jealousy. Someone else got what I deserve, so I'm angry at them. Rejection, not chosen. Eliab's angry because he was not chosen. And not only is he feeling rejection, he's feeling jealousy because David got what he thought belonged to him. Jealousy always forces us to compare and compete with one another. And whenever we compare and compete with each other, it steals our joy and it silences us from celebrating one another. Rejection causes us to be angry. Uh, jealousy is a root of anger. Unfulfilled expectations is a third source of anger. I expected you would do this, but when you didn't, I became angry with you. We hope you enjoyed the daily word from the fountain. The Fountain of Life is located at 2035 Columbus Road in Burlington, New Jersey. Pastor Russ would love to meet you this Sunday at either of our 9 or 11 a.m. services. For directions or more information, please feel free to contact us by calling 609-499-2131 or visit our website at flcnj.org. On behalf of Pastor Russ, thanks for listening to today's message on Life Radio WIFI your inspiration station.